We all have mental health. We are all surrounded by things that can impact the state of our mental health, including the relationships we have with ourselves and others, life stressors, and the pressure that comes with being a human. Thus, creating conversations and gathering the tools we need to cope and care for ourselves is essential in fostering true resilience. Welcome to Normalize the Conversation. I'm your host, Francesca Regeter, and today I'm joined by the host of Talk of Fame podcast and founder of Empower Girls, Kylie Montigny. In this episode, we explore the importance of building support networks and developing coping skills and the tools that have helped us along our mental health journeys. Kylie, thank you so much for joining me today. I am really excited for our conversation. But before we begin, I really just want to check in with you. How are you really? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to chat with you today. Um, it's been so long since we kind of did something like basic, like kind of like a Zoom face call. But personally, like with working, as we talked talk before we were recording, but t- working two jobs, doing an organization, doing a podcast, and doing another thing locally with like journalism, it's very overwhelming and time consuming and it takes like a lot of time it makes me so exhausted but then like even though I'm very happy in terms of where I'm at at the moment and I'm very happy to where I'm going to in life at the moment like working hard trying to make a difference to the community but then at the same time I'm just like I'm just ready to kind of like lose my mind and like I just like sometimes I'm like I just need a break like I just need to at least like take a moment one day and just like maybe go out with a friend well so I just did that a couple days ago before like when I had a day off but like when I like I could just use those days where I can just go on a walk don't do anything and just watch tv relax meditate maybe go on a run or a walk like I could just like use one of those days but there's always a specific time where I'm always going where it's going going to walk my job doing an interview or whatever it may be it's always something going to get something I'm kind of struggling with and kind of overwhelmed by how much work I have to do but at the same time I'm just like I'm happy like to grow and to um build myself as a person even though I'm 16 years old it's like it can be very overwhelming doing so many things at only 16 so it can be very overwhelming but yeah, this like I would say just like just trying to like juggle a bunch of things, trying to like time manage is probably the best word, like between yeah. work and personal life and taking time for myself. But yeah, that's kind of um where I'm at at the moment. Now I am twenty five, so I've got nine years on you and I'm still right where you are with that like stress of trying to manage and balance all these different roles and it's a lot when you're so passionate about all of it right like when you genuinely enjoy it and you love what you're doing but at the same time you're like wow I just have so much on my plate and I need a moment to breathe I need to take a break but I know for me it's like part of me feels guilty if I take a break like I have so much more I need to do and then part of me is like you don't deserve a break right? Or like, you love what you do. Why do you want to take a break? So it's kind mm-hmm. of like all these thoughts in my head that make it so difficult to give myself the break that I need and help me manage my time in a way that's great for my mental health and supports my yeah. mental health. And more stress is being added on. The stress of school is picking up because we have midterms and then finals. Yeah. It's a lot happening and making time for my mental health to just take a break and get through is something I'm also really working on right now. Yeah, like I'm the same exact way because like when I do like a break, 
whether it's maybe going on TikTok or listening to music and just take a couple minutes and go off my computer or whatever I'm doing at the moment and just like maybe jam about listening to music, um, make food because I know the food's really important or maybe go outside, hang out like with your dogs or animals. I know, like, when I came home, I was like, I'm, like, the first thing I did is ran up to my dogs and be like, hi, like, how are you doing? But it's like, when you have those moments where it's like, okay, well, I feel like I need a break. Like, this is, I know I've been going nonstop for the last, let's just say, week. And I just need a break. Because, like, your body is the first thing to tell you if you need a break or not. Like, you don't need to listen to anyone else. Like, you know you need a break once your body tells you because your body is like your biggest like neck competitor but it's like it's a your biggest opinion is probably the best word so like when you take that break whether it's like going on a walk or um going out with friends or family for lunch or um this is doing something that you love whether it's like going to a sports game going to a concert or do what or going to the beach or something whatever like you're from I know different like states and where you're from are very different but when you take that break um, for how many hours or minutes, like it feels like very like overwhelming in thoughts. Like it's just like, why am I taking this break? Like I should be doing work right now or work on my dreams. Like I'm like, it just makes you self-doubt because you should be taking that time to really be doing your work and everything you need to get done. But at the same time, like you should really just like, take the time over like 15 minutes and just maybe meditate or take time for yourself even though like your self-doubt and your mind is just like kind of forcing you to do work even though you just feel very exhausted and need a break at the same time yeah and it's so difficult because it's like where do I draw that line where is the line of how much work I should get done to take a break and how long should my break be so I could still get all of my work and to-do list done and I know for me that's like the most stressful part of when I finally like agree like yeah no I need a break my body is worrying out like my legs feel heavy I don't want to stand my head hurts or I'm just falling asleep everywhere like recognizing okay I'm way past the point of needing a break I need a break but then it's like how long of a break do I take what does that break look like and something that I've learned to do and I don't want to say I learned to do it it's more of my friends have stepped in and kind of forced me to do it is like the break will be us going to do different errands that I need to do. So my best friend came over this morning and she came with me to go pick up my grandma's medication to then helped me sit there and like install a lock and set up a humidifier. So it's like taking a break from work that I need to get done and spending time with my friend, but getting something else productive done. So kind of forcing me to blend the two, the social life and the responsibility so I can get some sort of work done yet some kind of happiness because otherwise I will just keep going until I'm mummified and I'll isolate myself mm-hmm. I'm the same exact way um and like that's something like when you have that friend where it's like you want to have that social life with friend but they also want to help you it's like the best thing for you because like you also had that social like conversation with that person but also you're getting work done at the same exact time which is amazing Exactly. And I love that I've been able to find like a support system that does that. And it breaks my heart to see how many people honestly don't have that. And it's really difficult because honestly, like my support system is everything to me. Mm -hmm. Me and you both. Like, Like if I 
like didn't have support like for my family or friends like I wouldn't be doing this work at the moment or gotten this far like with my work because like I know it's I'm sure it's for you as well but like having like support from friends and family and whoever falls on social media fans like who way out of the country may not know may or may not know like it does like boost your confidence to work harder into what you do like whatever it's like seeing someone like get an accomplishment or the in this like when you see someone get that accomplishment it just makes you want to work harder and to have like your family support and kind of give you in that moment where you're like okay I should do this to kind of grow myself as a person and also grow it for my work as well but it's like you have a nonprofit or have a podcast or whatever you decide to do it helps you kind of expand like your network a little bit absolutely and for me it makes me feel validated right? Mm -hmm. Like people are seeing what I'm doing. They're acknowledging it. Maybe Mm -hmm. they're like sending some kind of positivity or kind words or encouragement or something. It makes it feel not so isolating and makes it feel like it's working. Because I know for me, I think with activism, I want to do so much and accomplish so much, but you don't get to see a larger impact all the time. Like day to day, you really don't. I don't get to see like how an encouragement card maybe impacts somebody a week Mm -hmm. from when they get it. I don't get to see when someone listens to the podcast and if something connects for them or they feel supported or validated. And when I don't get to see that work, it feels like, am I getting somewhere? I'm actually helping people. So having that support and people validate, like you've helped me, you're inspiring me. I'm proud of you. Just really helps kind of reignite that fire within me to want to keep going. Yeah, that is so well said. It's like when you have a podcast, Speaking from my personal experience, like when you have a podcast, um, you do not know like how much people you're impacting. Like you do not know like how someone's gonna feel about this certain topic you're talking about, or how much this conversation, whether it's like a guest or something that you said, impacted them. And so, like when you are out and about in your neighborhood or you're on social media and you, you hear someone say like oh your work is amazing like you're so inspiring or we see those like type of inspiring messages from people that you may or may not know it just boosts your confidence to actually like keep going in your work because like it just if it's someone says that it actually your work becomes kind of more meaningful not only in your life but in that person's life yeah absolutely and I think that we all just want to have like meaning and have purpose, right? We all want mm-hmm. to feel like we contribute something. So when we get to hear it from other people, it's just so reassuring. And not that we need reassurance from other people or validation from other people. Like I get the whole validate yourself. Like you don't need to rely on other people. Absolutely. But at the same time, it does feel really good to know like other people see this and appreciate it. And I am making some kind of impact. So, but I also feel like Again, when you rely on that a lot, I know for me, if I rely on that and then it's like, I'm not getting that reassurance, I'm like, okay, what do I do? I need that reassurance. Somebody tell me I'm good enough. So I wanting to like balance that scale of I'm validating myself, but I'm also really appreciating the support from other people. Yeah. Like when you like have that balance to really kind of care about what you think and um you care about what other people think you you, like there's like some sort of balance between what other people think and what you think because like you're you're your own biggest critic like you're the one that criticizes what you do the most 
And so, like, when you balance between, like, what a person's saying and what you're saying to yourself, like, you need to kind of figure out that balance between, like, what are you saying to yourself when you get this accomplishment or where am I going into with, with, with this mindset? Like, how do I change this mindset? Absolutely, because what you say to yourself matters. Like it matters so much the way you talk to yourself. And I didn't realize that for a long time. Like I was way older than you when I realized, I think I was like 21, 22, where I was like, oh my goodness, if I could go back in time and just talk to like the high school version of me that was beating myself up every day, that was telling myself, oh, you're not smart enough, you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not athletic enough, just anything I could tell myself that I wasn't good at. That's what I was telling myself to the point where I was having these breakdowns every day of high school, completely terrified all the time. Actually, after my very first day of high school, I came home to my parents crying hysterically and I was like, I need to dye my hair. I need to dye my hair. I'm not pretty enough. Like the color of my hair is wrong. Like I had this whole breakdown. My parents like took me to highlight my hair. But like, I wish back then I had the just knowledge or awareness of I could tell myself that I'm pretty or that I'm beautiful or that I'm kind or that I'm good enough. I could tell myself something positive instead of attacking myself to a point where I feel like I need to change a piece of who I am. Not to say that changing my hair color fixed everything or made it impossible to fix everything. It just was a solution to something that was, I guess, compressing or suppressing what was actually going on. Yeah, because, like, when you have those negative mindset, like, I know for me, it happens to me all the time, whatever it's like, oh, I'm not working hard enough, like, this person got accomplishment, like, why haven't I gotten that, like, that type of mindset, or, like, I'm not athletic enough, like, I'm not, I'm not fitting in, like, why am I not fitting in, but, like, when you have those negative thoughts, you're, like, maybe there's a reason I'm not fitting in, or maybe it's that person or friend group has a problem with me or like they have like just not the best group for me or it's like maybe they have like a different sort of way to kind of grow as a person because every person in a journey it's much different from yours they, of course some paths might be similar but every everyone's journey is different from yours so like when you deal with that self-doubt whether it's like I'm not pretty enough or I'm, I don't feel like the best person. I'm weird. I need to change myself. Just know this, like, you are perfect the way you are. People judge you. It's on them. It's not on you. It's like, when you deal with those people that are just bullying you for who you are, that just means that they're just jealous of you and they have nothing better to do other than bullying you and making you feel upset about how you look and how you are. Absolutely changing who you're around if who you're around is telling you're not good enough I love that because I think we kind of grow up with this idea that we need to be friends with everybody right and then as you get older maybe your friends grow into different directions like you said and maybe they're not as nice anymore it's okay to move past that friend group and move to a new friend group it's okay to say I don't like the way these people are making me feel it's okay to set boundaries I don't know why that's not talked about enough when you're younger like yeah. do you remember being like or was this your experience being in like almost like early elementary school and having to invite every single person in the class to your birthday party even the kids who were mean to you and if you didn't it was a problem and if you didn't get invited like it was a whole big deal Hundred mm-hmm. percent, yeah yeah like felt- there's this sort of thing like if you didn't get invited there's always like a sort of problem and why you're not invited yeah, because everyone has to be invited. So when you're not invited, 
you're really not liked or whatever it is. And I think growing up, we're like in that mindset that everyone has to be invited. We have to be friends with everybody. And then people are mean to us and we think, oh, we still have to be friends with them and be around them. When we can set boundaries and say, no, like I don't want to hang out with you because you're hurting me. Or it really hurts me when you treat me like this and you say things to me like this. Um, would you mind not calling me those names? Like, you know, just developing the language to tell someone how they're making you feel and set a boundary. And also like the language to just say no and understand that that's it. You can say no and don't have to justify it. Mm-hmm, exactly. Like you don't need like to kind of explain like how you feel, like, especially mm-hmm. when you're telling maybe like your best friend, like I'm going through a rough time. Like this person per- person's making me feel like I can't say anything to people and like this kind of make me feel stopped out and when in some I know not everyone but maybe some people whoever it's like your best friend or someone you're telling your family member you're that you're telling this to open up it's like we have to be like trustworthy kind of for someone to open up and trust to be able to trust and when someone says that same thing oh this person treating me really bad like I feel like a very soft down and why I say to people like that sort of thing and then Let's, for example, say, like, oh, if you are not going to say anything, then I'm not going to say anything to you either. Or, like, just say, like, why are you feeling like this? Like, that, like, what's the problem with you? But then if people are saying that to you and kind of making you upset and how you feel, like, like it's very hard to explain. Like, it's like, it takes a lot of courage to kind of say to someone how you feel. Especially if it's, like, a very close friend or your family. Like, when you talk to someone about how you feel, whether you're going through so much anxiety, depression. I know for me, I grew up with anxiety and still have anxiety to this day. And um, when we explain to ourselves the people that we trust, whether it's your best friend or somebody, and they kind of, like, make us feel unworthy or make us upset about how we feel, we need to kind of realize what boundary we need to kind of set if those persons not there for us when we're going through a rough time and kind of downing us for how we feel. Yeah, exactly. And it's people around us should make us feel loved and supported and valued and important. And if you're around people and you're explaining what you're going through, which like you said, is such a very difficult thing to do. It's, I mean, we're not necessarily like raised to talk about what we're going through we're raised to be resilient in the sense of resiliency looks like getting over it yeah not crying falling and getting right back up right that's what we're kind of taught that resiliency is so we get to a point where we're finally like no I need to talk about it I need to tell somebody what I'm going through I need support people should support us right we should feel important and like our feelings matter and that we have a space and if anyone around you doesn't give you that space it makes you feel like a burden or makes you feel like you don't deserve to talk about it or that you're being dramatic or whatever, that's on them because you mm-hmm. deserve to feel so supported. I mean, we're human beings. We have emotions. We have stressors. We have terrible life experiences that happen. We have amazing life experiences that happen and we should be able to share all of it. Yeah, exactly. Like, and sometimes I know for a lot of people, like uh, people, especially teenagers, don't like to go to their parents about some situations or don't want to kind of explain for the, like to their parents about some things you're going through, whether it's anxiety, depression, or suicidal thoughts, or like whatever you may be going through. Because like when you explain yourself, like I know a lot of parents are like, why are you feeling like that? They, you, it kind of makes you feel explained 
like and how you feel because I know like a lot of certain situations putting myself make like you just it's very hard to kind of explain how you're going through it you are the only person that knows what you're going through and, and sometimes in, in a specific situation it's very hard to explain and so when you go to a friend or what, like who maybe you being your best friend or someone that you're close with or like a family member besides your parents and when you say like oh I'm going through a rough time someone she made really bad I'm tired I'm going through a lot like I'm like having suicidal thoughts like I don't know what to do like like can I have your opinion like do you have anything I can do like in your personal experiences or anything like you any advice you can give me and me make you feel judged it just like it makes you feel very much alone like I know for me when I have someone saying something like that it it makes me all, all the time feel like unworthy and alone all the time because like when I'm going through that um that time where I'm just like going through those things it just like it just like makes you feel like why am I not important and why am I not enough exactly or even like what's wrong with me why do I feel this way like clearly this is not what everybody goes through because when I talk about it people don't acknowledge it right mm -hmm. like that's for me becomes one of the big things of like what's wrong with me why am I the only one that feels that this way because when you talk about it and people don't validate it or they don't respond in a supportive way and they ignore it or they tell you you're dramatic or you need to grow up or you're attention seeking. Mm -hmm. Not only is that so just like disheartening to hear, but it is so isolating. Like I'm the only one going through this. Now what? No one understands. I can't talk about it to anybody. I have to just figure it out alone. And I think that was my experience for... 20 years before I figured out that the people around me didn't have the tools or the language to support me. They didn't know how to. They didn't know they needed to, or they just want the right people around me. And when I learned that, and I was able to actually say, right now, I really need some validation. Here are samples of validation statements you can say to me. And I used to actually, my um, you're not alone the workbook. So that started out as like a guide to like get me through the first year post the sake word. And the converse mental health conversation piece of that workbook is actually the pages I handed my parents. And I was like, read the script. Literally, like these are the validation statements. These are the understanding statements. These are the supportive statements. Like this is how I want you to respond to me because they just didn't know how to. And I think that we don't know how to like there's it's OK to not know what to say, but it's not OK to just ignore it or invalidate it. Instead, look up resources look up examples what can I say to someone who's struggling how can I support someone or even ask them how can I support you how can I be there for you how can I make you feel loved and important right now because you do matter to me so it's okay to not know what to say but it's not okay to invalidate someone because you don't know what to say yes exactly that is so well said and it's just I wish there were more conversations like this I wish that there were more conversations like this, especially in high school. I think for me, high school was the hardest period of time because everything was changing, right? Like your body is changing a lot. Your hormones are changing. The importance of school is now changing because college is on the table and your career is on the table. There's just all these things happening. Relationships are happening in different ways now. There's different expectations. The clothes everyone's wearing is different. It's all about how you're expressing yourself. There's just so much happening at that time. And it's like, no one knows what they're doing. Like none of us knew what we're doing. I mean, I still don't know what I'm doing most of the time, figuring it out. And if we can't talk about it, 
because people are not able to offer support and just validate each other and be there for each other, it's really difficult because if we talked about it, we'd learn that everyone's trying to figure it out together. We're not the only ones who don't know what to do and what's happening. Yeah, these like when you like talk to people about what you're going through, whether it's like on your podcast or oh, like when you're family and friends, like when you discuss like, oh, I'm going through this, like I going this with family, friends, like when you talk about this topic, like you like and they probably will say like, oh, oh, I went through that same way. How is there, is there a way I can help you? Or is there a way I can support you? Or this is my experience. Because when you talk about like your experience, it makes us feel less alone. It makes us also be here, feel heard at the same time. Exactly. And then also noting that like when you share your experience, share like what did help, what helped. Mm -hmm. Or here's how I found what helped me too. Like, I love that when people not just tell me like, oh, journaling helped me, but I learned that journaling helped me by trying these different coping skills or these different self-care practices or these different outlets of expression and saw that X, Y, Z did not work, but journaling did, or maybe going for a walk or a run did, or maybe talking to the specific person did. But I learned by doing all these other things and seeing how I was feeling while doing it. Because as much as I love like a solution, a solution for someone else may not be the same solution for me, but a roadmap to help me find the solution that's right for me, I think is just so valuable. So never being afraid to share your experience, but also like what helped you get through and like what you did to get through instead of just like that end, this worked and that's it. Yeah, because like when you, there are so many solutions to help you get better, whether it's like journaling, meditation, going on a walk, um, talking to family and friends, or doing something for yourself. Because when you do those type of things, it will help boost your confidence. Like when I, for me, the thing that will help me is going on a walk and also like listening to music when I'm like stressed out or going through a bunch of self doubt and um. Exactly. Because like when I'm like just in one of those moments where I'm just like I just want to punch a wall. Like this is honestly probably the worst day of my life. Like everyone treating me bad. My work is not going well as I thought. Like what am I gonna do? And like when we are in one of those moments where we're just like oh feisty, like we're this angry with life. Like we need to realize like okay, I'm in those modes where anxiety is taking over my head and stuff that's taking over my head. And what can I do? And it's like one examples you can use, maybe like write down what you're feeling, saying like, oh, I feel self-conscious or I feel angry or I'm feeling energetic. Like as an example, because when you write down those feelings, it makes you realize like, well, how am I feeling? How am I feeling in this moment? Exactly. And how I'm feeling in this moment is not how I'm going to feel forever. And I Mm -hmm. think when you're writing it down, you're saying like, oh, earlier today I was feeling really enthusiastic and now I'm feeling depleted. What happened? You can kind of see what's happening through the day, track it and say like, oh, I'm depleted because I didn't make time to take a break. I didn't eat any food today. I just kept going. I didn't have any water. I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't do or I had so much to do. And I just felt really overwhelmed and I did so much and I'm just tired now. Like seeing what happened that made you feel this way or opposite. Like I was depleted and now I'm feeling energetic and enthusiastic. What did I do that made me feel that way? So by writing it down, I think it really helps you just understand where you are 
currently and maybe what's happened that's made that current feeling change from where it was earlier and where it's going to be later yeah for sure because like when you reflect on what you were feeling let's just say early this morning to where you are now at nighttime like it helps you reflect like oh what made me this like angry or what made me feel about the situation like how did my mood change from 7 a.m to 5 p.m like how did that change it's like when you reflect on how you were feeling between different hours it's like oh like my moods did change like in this couple of hours like why is that and like when you realize that like oh this made me angry and realizing how you feel and that is very important because when you realize how you feel and how can I make a solution it shows how much you're kind of growing and how much like you're willing to kind of change your attitude towards things yeah absolutely and knowing that you don't always have to have the language like you don't have to know the word for how you're feeling I think for me sometimes I'm like I'm at a loss for words so I might draw a picture or like do a number from one to ten or identify a color, just something that gives me some understanding, draw a face, whatever it is, of how I'm feeling, because sometimes I don't have the words, or maybe I do have the words, and I can't think of the scale of one to 10, but I know that right now I'm frustrated. Mm-hmm. So being able to understand those different ways to express yourself at different times of the day, maybe you do have one steady way, maybe it's always a number scale, but if you can't think of the number, it's okay to think of a word or a color or something else. I think a lot of people, I know for me, I'll say for me, I got stuck for a long time where I was like, going to do like one of those charts, you know, where it was like the sad face to the happy face. Yeah. And I, okay, I don't like feel like I fall into any of these faces right now. And I just couldn't figure out where I fell into it. So learning that maybe sometimes that's the easiest way for me to figure it out. Maybe sometimes it's a word, maybe sometimes it's a color and what the colors mean to me. I know like some people might think of blue as joy. Some people might think of it as tired. Some might think of it as cold. Some might think of it as sad or sick or overwhelmed. So like figuring out what these different colors mean to you and the connections you make to different things around you and how that makes you feel. Because again, sometimes you might not have the word. I mean, adjectives sometimes can be really hard to think of when you're overwhelmed. Like when I'm overwhelmed, my brain does not do well with words. But maybe yeah. there's another way to express myself, and that's okay, too. Mm-hmm. Because I know, like, when people are overwhelmed, like, it's very hard to kind of feel like how old on, like, like I'm just going to change that. Like, most of the people, like, when they're overwhelmed, um, feel like they don't know how to express it, including myself. Like, when I'm overwhelmed or exhausted and having a long day, like, it's, like, you just don't know what to do. Like, I'm tired. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, what should I do myself? And then when you're like, I'm going to bed, but I feel like I should get things done at the same time. You're like, yourself is the most important tool. Even though you feel very tired and you're overwhelmed with so much work, your mental health is much more important than things you have to do. Of course, you can always take a nap. But then, like, when you take the nap or lay down, you can always wake up and do those things when you're done like there's always a solution to try to get things done and that need that on our to-do list but when you are overwhelmed like you're just like what should I do with myself that I'm tired yeah exactly and I know for me something that's really helped with that is having kind of like a standard list of things I can do when I feel overwhelmed because like again you feel overwhelmed it's so hard to know what to do 
Like we cannot emphasize that enough. It's okay to not know what to do when you're overwhelmed. But if you're able to figure it out when you're not feeling overwhelmed, then you have a list. Maybe you have it on your phone or on a piece of paper. Maybe it's next to your bed or in your wallet, whatever, wherever you keep it. But I like to have one on my phone and I have one written down. And it's just like when I feel tired, I can take a nap. I can spend some time snuggling with my dog because that re-energizes me. Mm-hmm. Or I can do some mindless work. I still need to get stuff done, but maybe I'm coloring encouragement cards instead of trying to edit a podcast, right? Or when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I love to go for a walk or play tennis. I like to hit things. It helps release mm-hmm. some of that overwhelmingness and frustration. When I'm feeling happy or when I'm feeling sad, I love to like dance it out. So maybe when I'm really happy, I just want to have a dance party to celebrate it. Or when I'm really sad, I just want to have a dance party to get that emotion out. So Taylor Swift works for all emotions, by the way. Yeah. Our TikTok TikTok is also like a great way for me to make get my emotions out like country music. I don't know why, but country music is always like fits my emotions for some reason. Right. But it's like, we all have something like that. We all have something that we can connect to that like really just helps us express ourselves in different ways. And that's the thing. If we can identify that when we're not feeling overwhelmed and we know it and we have it written down somewhere when we're feeling overwhelmed, we'd be like, okay, let me just check my phone for what's going to work. And maybe one day it does become like second nature and you know, but maybe your brain is so overwhelmed and you can't think you have it written down right here in front of you. Here's your step-by-step guide of things that have worked for you in the past. And if they don't work now, that's also okay. You can find new things that work because as you change and as you grow, what helps you may change too. But having kind of like a guide of this is what's worked for me in the past is a great starting point. Yeah, for sure. Because like when you realize like, oh, what solution works better for me? Because like even if it like worked for you last time, it probably won't work well. It's most likely it might or might not work for you today. And if it doesn't work for you, that's fine. You can always find a different solution to help you. Whether it's like reading a book or going on a walk. But it's like there's so many solutions to like getting that motion out there. Like whether it's like it's like music we're talking to people it's like there's so many solutions like not like every solution is for everybody like I know with a lot of people like you have to like meditation or you have to like journal like journaling but it's like not everyone's gonna like those two things or it might not like suit them so like but there's so many resources for them to do other than um meditation and journaling Yeah, public service announcement, meditation and journaling are not the only coping skills and self-care practices, despite what TikTok may make you believe. Um, I know for me, like, that's what I thought by scrolling on social media. I'm like, okay, everyone meditates, everyone journals. I actually remember, I want to say maybe it was like 2021, maybe. I really don't remember. I think it was 2021 when bullet journaling became like really big for a while and everyone was bullet journaling. I was like, okay, well, it works for everyone else. It's got to work for me did not work for me and I was like what is wrong with me like why do I not like this like why don't I find this super fun that does not make me feel better and I think that just because it's a fad that other people are doing it's working really great for them and it's really popular doesn't mean it has to work for you doesn't mean it won't work for you right like give it a try try mm-hmm. so many different things though and know that it doesn't make you wrong if it seems like everyone else in the world on social media is using this and you're not like there's yeah. things that are going to work for you and things that aren't. It's all of it's okay. 
Yeah, that is like perfectly said. It's like not every solution that people are using is not gonna might not work for you because even though it's working on so many people, like it might not work on you because like everyone's different in terms of like how they're feeling and how everything works. Exactly, and different things may work at different times. I go through periods of time where I'm like dreading cleaning I'm like oh I really don't want to like clean the floors right now like I would rather do anything else and then there's days where I'm like oh my goodness all I need to do right now is clean like I just need to clean my environment and feel like I'm in a new space Mm -hmm. so like sometimes something may feel like a chore and feel overwhelming and sometimes something may feel like a starting point and a stepping stone something you need to do that helps you it's okay Mm -hmm. if the same thing works differently on different days at different times and I think for a long time I thought like one thing had to work every time and that was it like you'd have one coping skill everyone would have one and that'd be it and when I tried meditating and I liked it in the beginning and it was really helping me and then I got to a point where I was like I could not like be quiet with my thoughts it did not go well I would just start crying I was like okay I'm broken like I'm broken nothing's gonna help because that's my coping skill and it's gone so learning to like Sometimes it works for a while and then it doesn't and that's okay. Sometimes it works every once in a while and then every once in a while it doesn't and that's okay too. But there's different tools in your toolbox. Like you want to show up to a project, to like build a house with just a hammer. I don't think you would. Honestly, I don't know what it takes yeah. to build a house. <laughs> but I feel yeah. like it might take other tools. I think. Yeah, like I know if I showed this hammer, that's definitely not the only tool you need. There's so many other tools. If it's a hammer, you're most likely just to jam something down. Yeah, exactly. So like, if you wouldn't show up to build a house, build a foundation of a house with just a hammer, why would you show up to build a foundation of how you're feeling with just one coping skill? You're allowed to have different tools in your toolbox. Mm-hmm, definitely. Like, there's so many things to like, to cope, whether it's like meditation. I know with me at first, like, when I did meditation, I absolutely hated it. I resisted it. And then when I did it, it, like, it took me so long to um try. It was like my thoughts were like, I couldn't stop thinking. I couldn't stop like thinking about things that are going on. But as time went on, I'm like, okay, well, I think this is kind of game I think. But it's like every like sort of thing you might be doing it takes time to kind of get used to this. Like your thoughts may take control, but as if you do it five more times or so, it will start winding down and it might help you more than like you expected when you first started. Yeah, and that brings me to like keep trying different things and don't be afraid to give something else another try. Like the first time you eat broccoli, for example, you might have been like, ill. this is green. Like who wants a green food? I don't know. But then you like, eat it again. You're like, oh, wow this is really good. Like cooked differently. I really love broccoli. I don't know why I'm going with broccoli. I feel like it's because my grandma, I have to like cook it a certain way. And she's like, she'll like it. Otherwise she's like, mm, it's green. I'm not eating something green. <laughs> we love children. And my grandma. Yeah, I get that way sometimes. I'm like, I don't want to eat this. I just now my habit is going to eat today. Right. But it's like, you try it again in a different way. And you're like, oh, wow, that can be pretty good. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you can try something and it, maybe it's not great the first time you try it again you're like oh wow that did work differently this time and I kind of like it or you might try it two three times and be like you know what it's not for me and that's okay that's how I feel about mushrooms it's not for me and that's okay but it's always worth I think giving something at least two tries because the first time you just may not know what you're doing and you're getting comfortable with it it's something that's so new and when it's out of your comfort zone 
it's not always going to feel great. Like the first time, I don't know why I'm going through the first time of everything. Like the first time you jumped into a pool to go swimming, like you didn't automatically know how to swim. Like it took time. You had to try it again. The first time you, I don't know. The point of it is, it's like the first time you do something, it may not be perfect. You may not like it because you're outside of your comfort zone and it's scary. But you can, yeah, if you try again, it can make such a difference. Yeah, because like when you try, let's just say different foods, like you might not like it at that certain point, but then maybe a few months later, you might end up liking it. Like, because like even though you might not like it at the time, your taste buds might like it a few months later and you end up liking it and loving it, it might have actually become your favorite food. So like when you are definitely doing those cravings, you're like, okay, well, things change, I'm older, well, if it's come months later, you're not entirely that much older than you were a couple months ago, mm-hmm. but, like, you're, like, at least trying something different, trying to taste it, because you don't know if you will like it until you try it, because, like, when you say you don't like it, you never tried it, you're like, how do I know if I liked it if I never tried it? Exactly, and it's like, try it once, add and like it, maybe I'll try it again, and you try it again, you're like, oh, definitely don't like it, not for me, or, like, you know, it's actually not that bad, let me give it another shot. Maybe if, if it was cooked a little differently, maybe if I approached it differently. I think all this to say, like, can you tell I didn't have lunch? I'm so hungry. I need food, like, ASAP. But, mm-hmm. like, that's where the, like, broccoli thing came from. It's, like, trying to give a yeah. remedy broccoli and not eating it myself. So hungry. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. side yeah, note, anyone listening, the food analogy because I need food. Um, yeah. Like, going back to coping skills, like, it's okay if you try some of your self-care practices. It's okay if you try something once and you don't like it, and you never want to try it again, okay, but if you like, you try, and you're like, I'm not sure if it's for me, it's okay to try it again, to find out if maybe, for example, journaling, there's so many different ways you can journal, it can be, maybe you're making a list of good things that happened in a day, or things you're grateful for, or how you're feeling, or there's a specific question, like, there's so many different ways you can go about it, and it's like that for many coping skills with art, maybe it's drawing, sketching, painting, crafting something there's just so many different ways you can approach something so you find one way that maybe isn't for you trying it a different way could also be a great way to see hey maybe this does work in a different way or you know what definitely not for me moving on to find something else yeah because there's so many ways um you can find something different because even though you might not like this person like Pacific coping skill there are so many coping skills out there that might be work for you might this specific skill might not like you like you don't like but who knows like this coping skill that a lot of people are doing might actually help you and you might actually like exactly do you have a favorite coping skill like one of your like maybe top three coping skills that you are that's a go-to for you I would definitely say music is definitely a big coping skill for me because like I love music so like whether it's like listen country music or pop music or even TikTok sound I love to listen to as well so like when I listen to music it's always like when I'm having a rough day and need an upbeat when I listen to at least maybe at least I'll say three songs the, my heart is like, okay, I'm done with that emotion. I feel fine. I'm just going to go back to work. And also walking is a big thing for me as well. Like when I go out and walk, for I usually walk for about an hour. So I can just like think and then relax and just like take time from like work or whatever I'm doing. And just, you know, take time in nature and just relax and take it all in, get some vitamin D. 
And so, like, when we do those, like, those type of coping skills, um, it just helps, like, relax and get off our mind off things. Whether it's, like, listening to music, um, meditating, journaling, journaling, it definitely is a huge step to kind of relaxing and thinking about something else that you're going through. Absolutely. And music is, like, one of my top ones, too. I love to go for a walk and, like, have headphones on, like, soundproof mm-hmm. headphones and blast music I get in trouble for doing that by the way all the time my family's like that's so unsafe that you can't hear like anything else yeah. but the music like you're not paying attention to your surroundings not something I recommend to other people something yeah. I do and should not do but that's yeah. something that really helps me is going for a walk and listening to music and being able to just disconnect from all the stressors around me and reconnect to like the present moment and what's happening and like for some reason like I have like one of my favorite songs, like Death by a Thousand Cuts, Taylor Swift. Don't know why. Love it so much. And no matter what emotion I'm like going through, just blasting that song and like screaming the bridge makes everything like a little more tolerable. It's like finding that one thing that's like, it doesn't have to be, I guess, one thing for everyone. For me, it's like that one thing that makes it just a little more tolerable so I can figure out what I need to do. Mm -hmm. Like there's always like, multiple songs that I'll play in this like when I hear those songs I'm like okay my life is 100% better now because there's always a one song that will make you or multiple songs that'll make you kind of energetic and like you will think about something else and this kind of get you back to you like your personal mindset that you're going through every single day because when you hear those songs it makes you like more higher comfort zone than what you're feeling that's like let's say two minutes ago when you're so having so much anxiety yeah it's just finding different things that help you and I think music is a great way a great place to start if you don't know what you're doing or like what to do when you're feeling overwhelmed or feeling upset or frustrated or an emotion that we perceive as negative emotions I think music is a great way to place mm-hmm. to start because there's so many different songs out there that can help you express what you're feeling in a different way and maybe you just connect to a song maybe you don't know why you connect to it but you just feel connected to it that's a great way to express how you're feeling or maybe there's a song that you just love to like scream it out or dance it out to or Mm -hmm. if music isn't isn't right for you maybe coloring is another great way to express yourself Mm -hmm. so knowing that there's so many different options out there to just express yourself in different ways and if you don't know where to start the two places that I always start when I'm trying to figure it out is music and art Mm -hmm. art is a really good way like I know with me it's like always like music um walking and like watching my favorite movie or some like a funny show or movie that will get my mind off things because when I'm watching a movie or show when I'm having a rough day I can always just use a really good laugh for sure what's your favorite movie my favorite movie is The Greatest Showman and A League of Their Own. I haven't seen but, it like, yet. Recently, like, I just, I don't know if you've seen it, but The Outlaws just came out with P- Piers Brockman and Ellen Barkin, and it's on Netflix, and it's so funny. I think that might be, like, the, my favorite comedy movie that just came out. Um, That movie's so funny. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, like the like out of my favorite movies is definitely The Greatest Showman and The League of Their Own for sure. I still haven't seen The Greatest Showman, which like blows my mind because I feel like everyone has seen it except for me. And it's something like I so wanna see. I just don't know why I've never made the time to see it. Maybe I'll do that tonight with my grandmother. Something I need to do. Um <laughs> but it's so great when you have like different movies or different shows that just 
make you laugh or make you feel like warm and fuzzy inside mm-hmm. and it there's just some great things to have in your toolbox great things to know like hey I can recognize these are some songs that I really like these are some movies I really like some shows I really like some different things I like to do different places I like to go and that's like the foundation of like a little coping toolbox so that when you're having those tough days and you don't know what to do you have it all written down Mm-hmm. yeah and like when you have those movies like maybe like, well I know a lot of people like to say comfort movies which I'll use as a term but like when you have those like kind of like comfort movies to watch whether it's a like comedy horror or drama or even if it's like a doctor show I know for me Grey's Anatomy is like my go-to show I love to watch every single day like I will watch it non-stop even uh, even before work this morning I really was watching it when I was eating breakfast and was getting ready for work I literally watch it 24 7 when I'm like doing what I'm ready to do because I love it so much I was like I can't stop watching it like I'm on my second rerun right now and it's just like I can't get nothing of it so like when you have those shows to kind of or even movies or series that you love and want to watch but wherever it's like going to school or going to work or even doing an interview like we're doing right now, like we can, whether you're working or something, there's always a comfort show. You're like, okay, well, before I join an interview or job interview or something, I should watch my first show just to kind of relax and get my nerves out and just take time for myself and kind of relax and lay low, what to say, before an interview or something. Yeah, you know, one thing that I really love to do is like, my two favorite shows growing up are Charmed and Friends. By the way, I love Grey's Anatomy and I feel like I rewatch and I rewatch and I'll like pick certain like characters and just watch their storylines all the way through sometimes. I don't know why I love to do that, but it makes it yeah. makes such a different show when you're just paying attention to one character storyline. Yeah, just I used to do that one time like to too. Do. Like I and by the way, I do love Friends also. I literally watch it every night when I go to bed and like when it's on in the afternoon, I love Friends so much. Yeah, and it's just, like, those shows for me, like, Charmed and Friends, like, Charmed is on early in the morning, so when I get up, like, that's just on in the background while I'm getting ready, because, like, their voices are just, like, comforting to me, because, like, that's what I grew up watching, and, like, Friends all day while I'm working, I might not even be in the room that Friends is on, it might be, like, on the TV in the living room, my grandma's watching it, and I just hear it, and it just, like, kind of calms me down a little bit when I'm feeling really anxious, I think a lot of times the amount of work I'm doing whether it's schoolwork or like work work can make me feel so anxious like all the time I'm like okay I need to do good on this I need to make sure this looks presentable and whatever it is and just having those voices in the background that are like comforting to me really help in those moments when I'm starting to like get into my thoughts to just like take a minute laugh feel like home inside I guess things like that can really help so it's finding what works for you and like we've said this entire hour it's different for everyone and that's okay. It's all about finding what's right for you. Kylie, you have been absolutely amazing. Before we wrap up, do you have one piece of advice for someone out there who just doesn't know where to get started? Yeah, that's such a good question. Like in terms of mental health and this like taking care of yourself, I would definitely say from my personal experience, this like your mental health is the most important thing like well school is important thing too but like like with your mental health like mental health is so important and with me growing up with anxiety and also going through depression over the last couple of years it is 
honestly very hard. I'm sure from your experience as well, it's very hard. It was, was well, probably is so very hard for you as well. And it's like when you go through that mental health crisis, like you will think like, what am I going to do? Like, what is the best thing I could do? And like the best thing I will probably recommend to you is really just talking about it to someone, whether it's like your parents, siblings, friends, grandparents, like whoever it may be. Because I know like what parents, you just don't feel comfortable maybe talking to them about it. So maybe I would say maybe like, go to your grandparents or some of their close were saying like like what's it say grandma like I'm not like okay like I'm going through a lot and I need someone to talk to it's okay if I talk to you about it because when you talk about it it helps you have a kind of relief that emotions I know with me when I talk about how I'm feeling it, it makes me so relieved like because I'm talking about it because when you are not talking about it it makes you very angry it makes a hole inside and makes you take it out on other people around you so the best thing I can probably recommend to other people from personal experience and from friends and family stories is really just talk about it to your family and friends and see like what their opinions about it to get help and to make yourself feel better that is amazing advice. Talk about it. Don't be afraid to reach out for help. You deserve support and you do not have to go through any of it alone. You are not alone in it. Mm. Reach out, talk to people and it gets better. Just a reminder that it does get better and you deserve to feel better. So reach out. You deserve it. Kylie, thank you again so much for joining me. It was an absolute pleasure talking with you. Same to you as well. Thank you so much for having me on. If anyone needs someone to talk to or needs to kind of rant on certain things or anything, feel free to reach out to me on social media. I'd be happy to connect with you on anything you're going through. I'm always here to chat or to rant or exciting things we're going through. I'm always here to chat. I love meeting new people and talking to people. So I'm always here to listen, to kind of need a little ranting session, I'll say. But thank you so much for having me on. It's so fun to chat with you again. And everything you're doing is seriously amazing. So I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much for listening to Normalize the Conversation. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. This podcast is an initiative of inspiring my generation. Focusing on normalizing the conversation, bringing education and awareness to the forefront, and amplifying global voices to spark change and hope. Inspiring My Generation is a 501c3 nonprofit organization on a mission towards suicide prevention through awareness, conversation, education, and support. Connect with us on Instagram at Inspiring My Generation and visit our website, inspiringmygeneration.org, to learn more about our work and how you can make a difference.